Hey friends, you know, we usually focus on exploring Azure features and services, but I tend to do funny things in production. What should you do when you have an issue in production? Byron's back to show me how to keep my apps up and running in Azure App Service today on Azure Friday. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hansman and it's Azure Friday. We're going to talk about one of my most favorite things, Azure App Service. I've got all my stuff on Azure App Service. Hey, Byron, how are you? Hey, Scott. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my humble home office. Uh, yeah, and we're going to see a couple of interesting things, all of the tools that we provide to help you diagnose and keep your app up and running. All right, and we're going to dive directly into a demo because you always bring me great demos. Right. So this is one of those silly little apps that PMs get to write from now, every now and then. And uh, what I have is the random fact generator. And what this is doing is a very simple app. It calls an API and it gives me a random fact. And sometimes I use this to open up a Scrum. You know, when when I'm when I'm talking with the devs, I come in with one of these icebreakers, and uh, this one helps me because it keeps them fresh. I get a random fact every day. But if I go and generate a little bit too many of them, uh, I sometimes run into trouble. So this is number nine. Number 10, let's speed it up, 11, everything's working fine. And then, uh-oh, I hit a problem. Mm. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go look at different ways where I can figure out what's going on and see if I can fix this uh, without affecting my production site. So the first thing I'm going to call out is um, I'm doing all of this in stage. Uh, so if you look at my app right here, there's a little dash stage that is telling me that I'm, I'm operating on the staging slot. I'm not operating on my production site. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is kind of where you want to do all of your like last minute validation to make sure that everything is working before you go to prod. So the fact that I'm hitting this in stage, it means that my, my regular customers that are coming into the app are not necessarily seeing this error. So uh, the first thing I want to do is uh, I want to look at the logs. I want to see if there's anything interesting in the logs that are telling me what's going on. And uh, a lot of people come here and they click on the plan on, on logs over here. And we have this streaming log feature that's built into the platform. Uh, I don't necessarily like using it here because uh, I'm usually going to be clicking around and seeing uh, other things in the portal. So what I usually like to do is I open it in terminal, but I'm going to show you another another cool little hack uh, that you can do. And that is through Cloud Shell. So Cloud Shell has um, the um, Azure CLI built in. And so I can run commands directly from here and I can do things like the, the log stream. So let me jump over to my cheat sheet Make sure I don't mess up my command. And here we go. So what this is doing is it's connecting to the log tail of my app and it's connecting to the log tail on the stage. So you can point it to production or you can point it to stage. Uh, usually if you point to production, it's gonna be too much noise because you're gonna have production traffic. Uh, but if I point to stage, I'm usually going to be the only one hitting it here. So I'm still getting the error. And I should see the log stream pop up over here with my error. 
Let's try it again. Here we go. Oh, uh oh. Uh oh. So it looks like something failed, and I have an unlucky number 13 error. <laughs> you know, today's Friday the 13th, it had to happen. Mm. Um, so the first thing that I can do is okay, so I'm clearly getting errors, there's something going on. And uh, what I'm going to be seeing is this is a 500 error. So it's an HTTP 500, meaning something is happening on the server. Uh, it would be great if I had caught this before I was doing this demo. So what I want to do is I want to go look at, oh, actually, I made a mistake. This is my production site. And I want to go look at my staging spot because that's where all the errors are happening. Mm -hmm. Ah, look and, there it oh, is. There we go. There we go. So what I want to do is, you know, I want to have peace of mind and uh, I want Azure to look at my app and tell me when errors are happening. Uh, so from here, I can see I can see the error. I hit an error over here. So from here, I can go directly and generate an alert. So what this is going to do is uh, whenever there is greater than a certain number of this particular metric, uh, I can get an email sent to me. So in this case, let's say let's do it greater than five in a five minute period. This is a little bit aggressive, you know. Uh, if you're setting this up for production, I do recommend going with a dynamic approach mm -hmm. that will automatically look at the traffic of your site and determine a threshold for alerting. Uh, but for staging, where I know that everything should always be working all the time, uh, I can set a very low threshold. So there I'm done. I have an alert. And then what do I want it to do? So whenever this triggers, I want it to I already created an action group, which is basically saying, "Hey, I want you to email a bunch of people that there's a there's a problem with the with the app." So I'm going to call it errors in stage, and here you can put some description, uh, and you can set the severity. So in this case, it's stage. I don't necessarily want to be woken up, so I'm going to set up set three. So now this is up and running, and every time that I would hit more than five errors in stage, I would get an email. Uh, you can also make it call a webhook or send you a text message. So that's very easy so that you don't have to be in the portal seeing at what's, what's happening all the time. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that a lot of people don't know is that you can, look at, you can look at metrics, but you can also split them. So in my case, my app is running on more than one instance. So I can see if there's uh, instance-specific errors. So in this case, I'm seeing that all of my errors are coming from this one particular instance. So the first thing that I can do to help with this is if I go back to the app, and let's do F12 to look at the console, I see this thing called ARR Affinity Cookie. Uh, so what this does is it makes sure that every request that comes from, from your browser ends up being served by the same machine. And this is what happens when you have a stateful application. Uh, when you have a stateful application, you want those HTTP conversations to be happening with the same machine. Most apps these days are created stateless, where the, there, it's not that they don't have any state, but the state is not maintained on that particular web server. You have a Redis cache or you have a SQL database where you, where you keep the state of stuff. Or you, know, you can also uh, do session cookies, stuff like that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to remove this. 
and then I'm going to see if I can reload my app and see if I can make it go. See, now this reset to one and the value of the cookie is different. So that means that there's one particular instance of my app that is busted, but the other one is working. Uh, because my app is stateless, it's very easy to help me survive this while I'm still figuring out what's going on with my app. And, you know, in general, if you know that your app is stateless, you should always be changing this setting. Is you want ARR affinity to be off. This will also improve the performance because it doesn't mean uh, you, you avoid overloading one particular server or one particular instance of your app and you spread out the load a little bit more. Uh, the other thing that I'm going to do is for a production app, you always want always on to be on. Mm -hmm. That means that we keep your site awake. Uh, if you have a lulling traffic, the site doesn't get paged out or anything like that. And we do that by pinging it regularly. So we keep it awake. Quick question on the ARR affinity one. If you uh -huh. only have one um, app service and you're not mm -hmm. scaling out, does it mean does it do anything at all? Does it improve perf at all? Uh, no, in that case, it, it doesn't it doesn't do much because uh, having just... one instance or having uh, your request ping to one instance, it, it's it's the same thing. Okay, so the cookie exists, but it just doesn't do anything because there's only one. Right. Gotcha. So at this point, uh, what should be happening is that every request should be going to a different worker. Uh, if I drop my cookies over here, my site should have reloaded by now, so I prob I'm probably in a good working state. There we go. So things are going good, and you can see it switch workers because it went from fact number 14 to fact number 15. Awesome. So we're back into a working state right now. Um, but uh, how about the, taking a look at the logs a little bit more, see if there's anything over there that can help me. So this is something that we're going to be focusing on over the next couple of, uh, of months with App Service. I want to improve the general logging experience. Uh, right now, there's still some very powerful stuff here. So I have already configured my app to not only write logs to the file system so I can see them on the log stream, but I'm also exporting them to log analytics. Uh, and in log analytics, what I can do is I can write queries uh, that look at the output of my logs. So in this particular case, let me search for app service. There's so much power in this, it's worth pointing out. Like in the old days, I used to FTP logs around from place to place. And now, once you get these things into Azure Monitor, once you get them into a uh, an analytics workspace, there's so much power for being able to look at these things. Yeah. And, and the thing that's very interesting is uh, here's where you can also connect to the fact that I'm exporting the logs. I can now connect to things like Splunk or other third-party uh, providers that will go parse those logs and do, you know, predictive analysis and, and stuff like that. I just need to find the right item, which I'm struggling a little bit. Here we go. Uh, app service console logs. This is what I was looking for. I should start it so that I can find it easily. And we're going to write a very simple query. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at console logs and I want to, from here, uh, project the result description, which is the content of my, my log output. 
And if I run this, what I'm going to see is I have a ton of different messages. So now I want to go the ones that contain or yeah, where my description contains uh, error. There we go. So we have a ton of different errors. Uh, and this is very interesting because this is this is an output log that I'm generating on my code. Uh, and you can throw whatever message you want. So if you're debugging something and it's one of those weird things that is only happening in production and you want to capture some information about what's going on, you can throw in the log. And what's very powerful here is that I can run these queries. Uh, I can generate logs in my application. And if there's something very interesting that I want to debug, uh, I can generate an error message, capture some information, and then I can generate an alert that tells me when this is happening. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to copy my query, and I'm going to go over here where I have uh, my log analytics workbook. And from here, I should be able to generate an alert. So earlier, what we did is we generated an alert based on a metric. So now we're going to generate an alert based on logs. This can be super, super useful when you know that there's like a flaky a bug that's happening that you just don't really know why, but you just want to capture what's going on the second it happens. These are easy to exactly. configure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and the and the key thing is that it's custom, right? So you you can generate a custom message that contains all of that information from production. That is going to help you uh, figure out that what's going on. So you can see here's my here's my query, and you can see that it already happened a couple of times, and it's the same idea. Whenever this happened greater than five times um, over a five minute period, then uh, I want to do the same thing that I did before. I'm going to select my my action group that's going to send email to a bunch of people. Uh, I want to set the email subject alert, um, log alert. And this one, because it's a little bit more interesting, I know that something is definitely broken when this is happening. I'm going to set it to higher severity, uh, which on, then on my automation, I can do different stuff with it. OK, so, so far, we figured out how to get alerts uh, both by metrics and by logs. Uh, we figure out how to look at the the output of the log stream where we can see the error messages that we can throw in there. So how about now we go and we actually fix the code? All right. So let me bring my code up. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger so that folks at home can see it. So this is what's happening. So I make a web request to this uh, API. And my evil twin went in and coded some um, unlucky exceptions over here. So what I'm going to do is a very rough edit. I'm just going to replace this with uh, return the fact. Uh, in the interest of time, I'm not going to build this. But I do want to get a code review from you, Scott. Okay, 
I think it's funny so, that you. I, I'm looking at the closes, and I'm thinking about using using statements rather than opening your streams and closing your streams <laughs> like that. Yeah, well, that's why they don't let um, PMs do all of the coding. Yeah, you should be deleting email, not coding. Yep. Okay, so now here's my the things that I dropped off. Good. Uh, so what I'm going to do now is uh, it would be very tempting to go and publish this directly to production. That's what I would do. But, you know, <laughs> friends don't let friends publish directly to production. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do uh, commit. And I'm going to push this to my GitHub. So what's happening now is uh, my changes get uploaded. If I go over to my app, um, what I'm going to see is that I have this automation over here in GitHub, which is called GitHub Actions. So what this is doing is it detected that I pushed a change. It's going to do the build and deploy. Um, all, all of this is happening on GitHub. In the meantime, my app is still up and running. And the important thing is that all of this is configured on stage. That's where you want to do things because you don't want to go into problems where, for example, you're serving content and there's file logs and you cannot uh, replace the, the, the files that are there because they're actively being served. Or like what happened to you, Scott, where, where you upgraded to .NET 5 live and you had a bunch of traffic on the site, and the site couldn't come up because it was contending with that traffic. Right. So that's that's how you avoid these things. So now my app should be up here. It's in stage, and now I should be able to just generate as many facts as I want, and this is not going to break because we fixed it. Uh, so all of this is really cool. Uh, the next thing what I want to do is I'm going to go back to my resource group. And this time, I'm going to show you what was in production. So in production, I have nothing. It's an empty site. Uh, we were messing around with, uh, with this one. Everything that was happening here would be something that people that were hitting the production site would never notice. Would ne they would never see it. So now the final step is let's just get these changes into production so that anybody can go and generate some random facts. So I'm going to go to deployment slots. And here I have my staging slot, and I'm going to do a swap. Um, I'm going to do a quick shout out because we also have a video that shows this a little bit more in depth, and we should put the link in the comments. Um, and we also show there how to do testing in production. So if you want to have two versions of your application reachable in production and you want to be able to slice traffic and, and do those types of tests, App Service has a feature that's built in and, and has support for that. I wish you would have told me that before I did it in production. <laughs> <laughs> for, for context, for folks who may be wondering what we're talking about, uh, during .NET Conf, I thought it would be fun to take my .NET 3.1 site and upgrade it to .NET 5 which is not rocket science. Uh, unfortunately, when you do that and broadcast it and several thousand people are hitting your site at the same time, uh, it's kind of like having kids jumping on your back while you're trying to get up and you're just like, just get off me, let me just get up. 
And the way that Byron is showing us here is the right way that I should have done things. I should have deployed to staging, made sure that it was right, and then swapped my slots. But, uh, but f frankly, I hadn't watched an episode of Azure Friday yet. <laughs> uh, and here we have it, folks. Now it's running in production. And this also gives you the very quick panic button. If, if something breaks here, I can always uh, switch back to my old version that I knew was working. Uh, so uh, it's cool that you called out .NET 5. Uh, you know, I was also working on porting this over to, to .NET 5. And what I want to show you is now the same app, um, a .NET 5 version of it. So you can see right here, this one's .NET 5. Mm. It has the same bug. Uh, if I keep generating facts, I'm eventually going to hit a problem. OK. Here we go. Some of these are very concerning facts. There we go. Uh, but the difference here is I have another feature configured, which is called auto heal. Um, so auto heal, what it lets you do is Ooh. similar to those alerts um, that we were talking about, or those queries, where it's going to let you look at a status code. So I want to look at any 500s, uh, and it can do something to kind of like make your app survive the the problem. So this is for the cases. This is something that you would configure in production uh, to keep your app alive. So it can limp, limp along until you actually publish a good fix. Mm. Uh, in this case, what it's going to do is every time that uh, I get too many 500s, it will recycle the process, which makes my bug go away. Uh, so if you notice, I haven't restarted the app. I just keep hitting it. I will generate enough 500s. And next thing you know, you'll start generating facts again. There we go. So uh, this gives me a live in production. While I figure out what's going on in stage, I can fix it, push a, push a change, push an update, uh, test it there, make sure everything is working, and then swap into production. That is hugely helpful. I actually have a known bug on my website that I hit regularly and I have to go and kick it and I'm going to get around to fixing it, but I just need somebody to hit that re recycle button and now I can do that. Yeah, this is also awesome for uh, if you have a memory leak, you can set up the threshold on the memory. Mm -hmm. It will recycle your application while you go figure out exactly what's going on. Very cool. There's so much great stuff in app service. I just really have to say how I appreciate what y'all are doing. Uh, I think I told you that I recently uh, have moved my entire blog, podcast, and home stuff all to Azure. I'm in Azure app service for, for Linux now. It's so much faster. I don't know why I spent so, so I don't know why I didn't do it before. Um, <laughs> the, the feeling of, um, of, of, having it backed up regularly. Like I've got the automatic app service backups going. Uh, I put Azure front door in front of it. Uh, now you're showing me things like auto heal. It just makes me feel like I have a whole IT department behind me, but it's just me, mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. Yeah, that's the idea. We, we make these features so that they're turnkey. Mm -hmm. uh, you enable them and you know we do the hard work of building them, testing them, uh, making sure they're rock solid and all you need to do is use them. Fantastic. I am learning all about operational best practices on Azure App Service for, for Azure. Azure App Service for Azure. Uh, today on Azure Friday. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Azure Friday. Now I need you to like it, comment on it, tell your friends, retweet it. Watch more Azure Friday.